the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the LF Press Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. If you are enjoying these, don't forget to hit subscribe. We're streaming all the time. Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, YouTube, and of course, over at lfpress.com. I'm your host, Lindsay Barnett, and I am joined once again by City Hall London Free Press reporter, Megan Stacey. Megan, how are you doing today? Good. Back again. I can't believe there's so much City Hall drama to talk about. <laughs> I'm so glad you just used the word drama because that's exactly how I would describe what's going on. So pretty hot news from over the weekend in the city of London. Um, in case anybody wasn't downtown or was away, I don't really know. And you missed, there was an anti-lockdown rally held in Victoria Park by a pretty infamous guy at this point named Chris Sky, and a lot of people turned out to this rally, and that included a city councillor. Michael Van Holst was there and spoke at the rally. So the latest news now is London Mayor Ed Holder uh, has brought in an integrity commissioner to investigate the actions of Michael Van Hole. So there's a lot to unpack here, Megan. Um, we need to we need to talk about this. So first of all, what do you think this was the tipping point? Because there's been some other actions from Councillor Van Holst over the last three weeks that maybe could have warranted some action before Med Hol- uh, Mayor Ed Holder waited. Um, why do you think now was the time? You know, that's a, a really good question, uh, Lindsay. I was expecting that we might see something like this from the mayor or from another member of council even earlier. Like you said, I think it even goes back months, you know, even close to the start of the pandemic where Councillor Van Holst has, uh, you know, been questioning some of the public health measures, things like masking, um, even lockdowns to a certain degree. Uh, and now, of course, he's uh, really butting heads with the rest of council with regards to this COVID-19 vaccine mandate that applies to staff staff uh, at City Hall, there's another policy and now it applies to councillors as well. So, um, you know, what we're hearing from the mayor is that speaking at this rally, uh, you know, Councillor Van Holst was essentially the opening act for this GTA activist um, who is, you know, traveling the province and and holding these these rallies to protest vaccine mandates um, and other things. I guess we can say certainly not a fan of masks or or vaccines uh, in that crowd. And uh, so the mayor said, you know, this was a tipping point. He's out here publicly, um, you know, refuting and and really suggesting that council's policy um, is not the way to go, right? Encouraging people to join this organization he's created and uh, really not upholding, you know, that council policy that's already been passed uh, and approved. You're requiring uh, a mandate, a a COVID-19 vaccine mandate and requiring counselors to be vaccinated uh, unless they've got a medical or human rights exemption. So yeah, the mayor used words like, you know, a tipping point. He said, you know, he takes no delight in filing this complaint to the integrity commissioner, but that to him, that was the line. Uh, And so the integrity commissioner investigates um, alleged violations of council's code of conduct. And so that's really what it comes down to here. The mayor is complaining to the integrity commissioner and uh, suggesting that Councillor Van Holst has violated that code of conduct. So the code of conduct, you know, requires politicians to um, 
you know, represent uh, the council and, and their office, um, you know, in a proper way. There, there's a lot of different pieces to that. But one of the main issues is representing council decisions in a way that upholds, uh, you know, respect for the office of council. And so that's what Mayor Holder is using as his justification for filing this complaint. He says that the threshold for him, uh, you know, was seeing Councillor Van Holst at this rally, uh, you know, speaking to people and not respecting that council decision. And that's what's driven this complaint to the integrity commissioner, you know, about um, about that rally and about uh, Councillor Van Holst's actions in the last uh, last couple of weeks and specifically with regards to his speech at the rally. I have to ask, what are the repercussions that Councillor Van Holst is facing depending on what the integrity commissioner comes back with? Right. And so it's kind of interesting because typically those complaints to the integrity commissioner would be filed by a citizen. So it is possible that there are other complaints uh, in addition to mayor holders. I, I don't know that, um, but mayor holders filed this complaint. And so the integrity commissioner will weigh that up and decide if he needs to investigate. If he does investigate, he can go through that inquiry process that would involve talking to mayor holder, talking to Councillor Van Holst, uh, you know, doing the, that legal work that the integrity commissioner needs to do to come to uh, a resolution a decision. And then whatever he decides ends up back at council. So he can make recommendations. Really the furthest though that council could go in terms of a penalty or a punishment is docking Councillor Van Hole's pay uh, for up to 90 days. So uh, rolling back his, his paychecks for three months, that's about as far as they can go. There's no suspending him. Um, there's not really, you know, an option to, to kick him out. Um, and so what comes back from the integrity commissioner could include a recommendation to dock his pay. And uh, that's really the most that council can do. They could couple that with, uh, you know, reprimand um, sanctions, things like restricting uh, Councillor Van Hole's access to City Hall, uh, you know, especially in this uh, scenario where you've got mask mandates and um, and trying to keep people safe with physical distancing and things like that. So uh, they could couple, um, if there is you know, a finding from the integrity commissioner, again, that he's violated the code of conduct, they could look at, at some penalties, but uh, you know, there's, we're really not talking here about an option to, um, to remove him from office. Really, it's about that suspension of pay for up to 90 days. But I will say, you know, that's kind of the legal, right? That's in the municipal act that all Ontario municipalities have to follow. And that's one element. But the other element I think is the political here, right? And that's why it is so interesting to see this step that, that Mayor Holder has taken and taken quite publicly as well, because uh, you know he didn't have to do that. He can file a complaint um, and, and not broadcast it to the entire city, right? That's typically what happens, uh, especially if you've got a citizen complaint. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of council deals with this, because up to now, and including Mayor Holder, there has seemed to be really limited appetite, um, you know, to push back against what Michael Van Holst is doing or saying in council chambers or outside, right? So there's definitely, I think, some political play at work there. Uh, you've only seen really two councillors even push back at some of his uh, statements in council chambers, which is most certainly bordering on misinformation, uh, you know, about vaccines. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see, does Mayor Holder take a stronger stance in chambers as well? You know, when COVID issues come up and in a way they're limited at city council, obviously, because there's not a ton of public health decisions being made there. But, uh, you know, you look at something like a COVID-19 uh, vaccine mandate or mask bylaw, and uh, there could be some potential for, you know, councillors and the mayor to say, all right, 
you know, ward one counselor, you've had your time, please sit down, um, you know, to push back against some of those statements and against some of his action. You, you don't have to be, um, you know, reading line by line through the municipal act in order to take a political stand um, against one of your colleagues, obviously, although that might not be a popular move. So we'll see if it happens. I'm glad you, you brought up a lot of very valid points. I do want to touch on um, Mayor, Ed Holder, uh, Mayor Ed Holder, you're right, did not have to go public with it. And I typically am somebody who veers away from the comment section, um, mm -hmm. but he tweeted about his decision. And then I was reading some of the replies that he got. Now, this is kind of an interesting situation to see an elected official and speak out like this um, with regards to Michael Van Holst. And it's also kind of interesting that um, Councillor Van Holst is just kind of a little on an island by himself. Have you heard from any other councillors that have spoken about this that have kind of backed the mayor? Because I know there's been issues over, like you said, the last couple of months, there's been a lot going on with Councillor Van Holst in the past few weeks. Um, what are some of the other councillors saying at this point? Because there is definitely a divide happening here. Yeah, that's a really good question. And, you know, it's something um, that I have been asking for the past couple of months. You know, to me, I, I thought that some of the counselors may see some of Councillor Van Hole's previous decisions as that line, right? Here's the threshold. This is the line in the sand. We got to do something. Uh, for instance, he recently created this organization. He calls it the Order of Freedom. And that's, you know, to back up his creed and uh, in hopes that he'll get a human rights exemption to this council policy uh, and, and he won't have to be vaccinated. And so on that website that he's created for this new organization, he claimed on Saturday at the rally that he has hundreds of members, hundreds of people who have essentially signed up on this website. And on that website, he talked about, uh, it seeming seemed to suggest that other people could use this creed, this organization to get around their own vaccine mandates. So that was a point, especially uh, that I thought might be a threshold. I called a bunch of counselors and said, do you see a problem with this? Um, and so there was really limited appetite, as I said, to do anything. And I think a, a lot of counselors have mentioned to me, uh, you know, just exactly as you said, it's kind of a political rarity to be pointing the finger at one of your colleagues, calling them out um, and, you know, really going on the attack like that. We haven't seen that. We haven't really heard that. Even some of the most outspoken counselors, um, you know, Councillor Stephen Turner uh, tried to take Councillor Van Holst um, on at one of the meetings where he was uh, speaking about vaccines um, and about the vaccine rollout. And Councillor Turner told me, you know, I, I have try to have a policy not to, you know, speak directly about my colleagues, right? People don't want to go on the attack if they don't have to. So I, I'm not hearing um, a ton of emphasis on uh, maybe following in Mayor Holder's footsteps, that's for sure. But I also think, you know, you hear from a lot of citizens and even from political experts who say, listen, something had to be done. Uh, you know, somebody has to take a stand of some sort here. And I think that's really why you see Mayor Holder um, filing this complaint to the Integrity Commissioner, because it's really the only route that council has, aside from the political that we discussed. Um, uh, you know, the Integrity Commissioner is there to investigate uh, council uh, violations of the Code of Conduct, uh, you know, investigate allegations of unethical behavior. And so really, I think that's that's the only option. And I think Mayor Holder said, you know, um, 
and, and we heard him say this week, you know, it's my responsibility at this point to do something uh, about this. You know, he thought that that was his role and that it was time to really do something. So uh, as I said before, you could see other complaints landing before the integrity commissioner. It's even possible that some city councillors may have already filed that. They wouldn't always necessarily tell me that publicly. Um, so it's possible that you've seen that, but uh, I think, you know, you got to this point and uh, where clearly the mayor felt that this was the line, it had to be done, it had to be done now, and that it should be him, and he should let uh, citizens of London know that he had done it, right? That some sort of action was taken because taken because we have seen calls um, really from across the city, you know, citizens saying, what are you gonna do about this? We're in the middle of a public health crisis, and you've got a sitting city councilor, you know, who's using his platform to, um, you know, spread anti-vaccination rhetoric, to question public health measures, and. Um, I think there is a belief among some that something had to be done about that. Obviously, you've got others who, uh, I, I would say a minority, a small minority, who believe that Michael Van Hulse is the only one representing them on council. Um, you know, it's, uh, that, that's certainly a reality for some, some people in the city as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm not hearing a ton from other councillors, you know, ready to take that step themselves, or at least not ready to be public about it. With regards to the integrity commissioner, do we have an approximate ETA of when we could hear some results, whether or not the investigation is going to happen, and then what will come of the investigation? How long of a timeline are we looking at there? Because again, next year, we go back to the polls, municipal election happening. So just wondering about a timeline for that. For sure. Unfortunately, I mean, those things take a little bit of time. I think we'd be expecting a couple of months for sure. Um, if the integrity commissioner decides that there isn't a problem here or that he doesn't believe he should investigate or launch an inquiry, that would obviously be a much shorter time frame. Um, but typically, I think it's a period of about 20 days, even in that initial scenario um, where the, the integrity commissioner um, and London's integrity commissioner is a garbage lawyer by the name of Gregory Stewart. So he has about 20 days to kind of weigh this up, decide what he needs to do. Uh, and, you know, if there's an investigation that, uh, that he launches, then there's that back and forth between the person who filed the complaint, Mayor Holder, the person um, involved or, or named in the complaint, Councilor Van Holst, and kind of that back and forth uh, between them. And then uh, even a couple months after that for the integrity commissioner to, um, to make his decision to look at the evidence and, and gather that and, and make a call there. So uh, I think realistically, we're going to be looking into 2022 already to get an answer, especially if there's a report back to council um, recommending some kind of action or, or this suspension of pay for up to three months. Uh, so it could be a bit of a long road, um, but uh, hopefully we'll be in before that nomination period, which opens May 1st for the municipal election. I, I would anticipate that you'd have an answer uh, to council before that time. Uh, but as you say, it's getting pretty close. It's basically a year away. And so it's, uh, we're going to get into silly season really soon if we're not already there over the last few weeks. <laughs> I'm going to start that hashtag on Twitter every time something comes up about council. Silly season. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Silly season is here. Oh man. I think it's going to get, uh, it's only going to get worse in the next year, but lots for us to talk about, lots for me to write about, and hopefully lots to keep Londoners um, paying attention, I guess. In the good ways, we hope, though. <laughs> Absolutely. They definitely have their hands full. And again, not that I, I wish turmoil on anybody, but it's going to be really interesting to see how this kind of continues to unfold. 
Um, so Megan, thank you so much for your time and your insight today. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to a follow-up because again, this is another story we're definitely going to have to keep eyes and ears on. Um, don't forget tons of amazing stories. There are really good things also happening in the city of London. So head over to lfpress.com or read about it in the pages of the London Free Press. Thank you for joining us today. We will be back again next Thursday with another edition of the LF Press podcast. Until then, stay well. Stay well.